Come on now. Hey guys. It's just a fight. Hey, what's going on guys? Here at the Swamp. Get ready to beat LSU. Y'all tune in to the Rule Number One podcast on Monday. Yeah. And we're back. You better keep on tuning in to the Rule One podcast, like our friend Brock said. Man, we got another cool guest star tonight, kind of from the LCS tree. That you have brought on to the show. <laughs> man, um, man, I feel like every single week it's like, oh, you know, I have this guy from my past, but, you know, I've, I grew up and I've had a lot of really influential and uh, influential people and very cool people I've met along the way. But um, without further ado, this week we have John O'Neill. He is one of the assistant football coaches at Lakeland Christian School. He coaches the running backs, does special teams, um, does a lot of FCA stuff with the school, and uh, without further ado welcome in john thank you thank you guys for having me that yeah. was like a really good intro like you like nailed all like the, the background D line too but oh, okay. D -line yeah, too. i knew you were missing something there well john welcome on to the show i'm so glad to have you i know that you've played a huge you know role in my partner's life here yeah definitely definitely yeah john and i uh Back in the day, um, I came into LCS uh, my freshman year in 2014, and uh, John came in and started coaching football same uh, same year. And actually, that summer leading into uh, that uh, leading into that fall where football season was starting, I was. Uh, a camp counselor at a, uh, a camp called Bartow Bash, and uh, John was there, and we I was helping out, and he was one of the main counselors, and I was a junior counselor. <laughs> we kind of talking, and I show up to football practice in the summer, and he was like, hey, sucker, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that kind of started our relationship. But, John, you know, we start off every episode. Um, what is your number one rule you live by? Man, I've lived by a lot of things, but the one thing that I've found to live by is live by the good book. Okay. You know, uh, Jesus said, you know, somebody asked him, what's the greatest commandment? And he said, just do two of them. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And a, lo a lot of people, you know, I've watched your podcast, and it's, you know, treat people well and treat people this. And, you know, if you love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and strength, you know where your, your, your salvation lies. Mm -hmm. The second one, love your neighbor as yourself. And if you love your neighbor as yourself, then you're not – committing adultery, you're not killing, you're not stealing, you're not covening, you're not doing all those things. And what I've found in sharing that a lot of people don't love themselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they can't really love their neighbor. And and that goes to man and I mean, again, living by the word, man, it just things just pop up, you know, Psalms 139 talks about how God knitted you and, and, and when your parents even even know you and, and uh, man, the things that he has for you and knowing who you are in Christ, man, really, really has changed my life and my perspective on life. Okay. You know, yeah, that was deep, too. You know, I'm, I'm the like the neighbor, you know, the commandment, that part. That kind of struck me because, you know, nowadays in 2023, you know, it's very, very hard to get along with your neighbor yeah. just because of, you know, the social media stuff that gets in people's heads, that divides people. And, you know, there's not a really approach to meeting people anymore to get to know them. It's, you know, I see your post online, so I already know him, but I'm not, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and judge him because I have, even though I've never even met the guy, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's yeah. a big problem with that nowadays. And I feel like if people get to know them, then it would be easier to love your neighbor. It would be so much easier. 
Oh, 100%. I feel like this, like the country nowadays is so divided too. And if we could just, you know, sit back and hear the other side story, whether it's democratic or conservative or black and white. And I feel like everybody just hears these things and it just jumps to conclusions. Yeah. And it's like, let's just sit back and have a conversation sometimes. Kind of like what we're trying to do <laughs> with this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Anybody Literally. with all walks of life. You know, I also want to say, um, you talked about, you know, you got to love yourself. And a lot of people you know, with the world today, you're like, you know, people preach love, you know, love yourself, love, you know, your community, whatever. Well, the big thing is, I know, like in relationships, too, I've been told my whole life, and it's like, you got to be able to love yourself, be able to know who you are as a person before you can even go and reach that for that relationship. So I know, like, um, how do I phrase this? So like, a lot of people feel like they need to have a relationship or need to have a girlfriend or need to have a boyfriend, but they're not, they haven't been able to, you know, connect with themselves to be able to give that to somebody else. And I feel like that's a big problem today. So maybe if we can, you know, spread the love around a little (laughs) bit this episode. (laughs) One of it is, is knowing your value. Yeah, really. Absolutely. uh, One of the the greatest comedians, you know, Robin Williams, man, he was, you would think he he had it all and then boom. And then, you know, Twitch right before Christmas. I mean, they commit suicide. I'm thinking, man, if they just, just, I wish I could have just shared a little bit about Jesus. I'm a soul believer in that, you know. And uh, those guys, that, and right before Twitch committed suicide, he had did a whole dance thing with his family. And I'm like, mm-hmm. man, there's something missing in there. And we'll always, we'll always search. We'll always seek. We'll always look for the money, 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 the career, career, career. I was listening to uh, Deion Sanders the other day, yeah. and I love Deion Sanders. You know, Deion Sanders don't cuss. You know, yeah. and he don't drink. He's never drank, never smoked, and he's so successful. And he was kind of sharing a little bit of his testimonies, like, man, you know, I, I was the guy. You know, he was I, prime I was, time. I'm prime time. I'm, yeah. I, I remember being three for four with three stolen bases, but I'm empty. You know, <laughs> I remember uh, popping a, a bottle of pills in front of my teammates because men don't cry, and I was reaching out, but I was empty. And, and I remember having a 15,000-square-foot home and, and a seven-car garage, and I had it all, but I was empty until I finally surrendered, when I finally just surrendered to Christ. I had, uh, he's like, man, I, I'd have women coming and knocking on my doors, and I had whatever I wanted at, the, the, at, at, at my fingertips but until I fully surrendered to Christ. I think a lot of people, they, they know Christ, but they don't surrender to Christ. Yeah. Everybody has some form of religion, some form of this, but, and, and, it, and it's tough, man, because, you know, the Bible says, you know, be, don't be hot or cold, be either hot or cold, but don't be lukewarm, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, and, and that's something in, in my life I've found that it, when you're in, you're in, or, or you're out, you're out, Yeah, you know. Right. And I'm glad I'm glad you before we move on to get some yeah, more no. of his background. I'm glad that you brought that up. You know, some people, you know, they might not be Christians, but they have a spiritual faith in something, you know, beyond them. And having that is good. You know, going through life thinking that you're here to just work and then die. There's there you have nothing that, you know, that drives you, nothing that mm-hmm. you know, makes you believe in something bigger. Like it's just 
I'm so glad that you said that. Other people can be other things that people have on their yeah. spiritual side that yeah. make them feel wanted and connected. I, I did a devotion, actually. I did a chapel mm-hmm. at LCS, and and I shared Tom Brady, and this is an early Tom Brady, yeah, like yeah. A, a only three Super Bowl Tom Brady, yeah. and they're interviewing him, and and he's and you can go look it up. It's like a minute forty three seconds. I mean, I, I've shared it so many times because it's so impactful. And he says, you know, the, the guy's interviewing him and you can have anything you want. And, you know, I, he's like, I got three, three Super Bowls. You know, I mean, most guys would just love to have one. Mm-hmm. He's like, and, and I'm going, but there's, uh, and I think, and these, I quote, he says, I think, man, God, there's got to be something more. Mm-hmm. And I shared that little clip and he actually reached out and said, God, there's got to be something more. Yeah. And that more, no matter how much success you have. And I've been there, and we'll probably get into that a little bit more. Man, there's just this hole that, man, only Jesus can f- fulfill that. And when you have that, there's fullness of joy in your heart. And I'm, I'm not trying to preach, man. No, That's no, just no. Kinda, <laughs> it's you. Man, it, no, that it, is it okay. really is. I've, I've, I've been to this side, and I've been this side, and, and I've been, I don't want nothing to do with Jesus, religion, none yeah. of that stuff. I was yeah. the guy that, and I'm probably jumping a little bit around but, you, you know, I grew up in church. I knew it. You know, you, there's nothing you could say to me that I didn't already know when I was kind of in the world. I was a bad alcoholic. You know, I kind of slipped into the, into that. I didn't slip it. I fell. I jumped. I was I was wide open, you know. Yeah. And, and when people are like, oh, you need to go to church. There's nothing you could tell me that I don't already know. Yeah. The only thing that could change me was Jesus. The only thing that could change me was was conviction, you know, and you know, getting into that a little bit. I, I never, I, I, I didn't drink. I had a, a vow I wanted to make to God. I'd never drink and never smoke, never do anything, you know, and I had that, you know, I did that through high school as a great, great witness. You know, I go to uh, uh, a small school in Fayetteville, North Carolina, the Methodist college, okay. because there yeah, was yeah. no Weber. There was no Warner. There was no Ava Marie. There was no St. Thomas. There was nothing here. The closest thing was, uh, was Methodist college. Yeah. That was their selling point to Floridians, mm-hmm. you know, cause so much talent was here. And so I go up there for two years and going into my third year, I, uh, I played, I played football, mm-hmm. went to Bartow, and graduated from Bartow. I wrestled at Bartow, played a little baseball, and I went up there, and then that's when Weber started their program. And okay. So I was like, man, it'd be cool to come back home, and my parents would be able to see me. They, they're they not tra- traveling 10 hours every week. So then I come back, and I'm still keeping my, my faith, you know. I'm, my faith is big, and, and even doing the football thing, and uh, my faith, I would continue to go to church, and I would, I mean, I would leave practice at six o'clock and drive to Bartow to go to church at seven. You know, I was faithful, you know, but mm-hmm. I was, I would say I was faithful, but I was really just religious. Yeah, you know, I was trying to. There's a difference in being faithful and religious. You know, yeah. religions a bunch of different things. It's like the idea of checking that box. That's exactly it. it it's I'm, I'm checking. So, I got to get there. I've never really thought of it like that. You yeah. know, and a difference between faithful and religious. I never. That's never even crossed my mind yeah religious is you know i am religious i go to church on sundays i go to church on wednesday night mm-hmm. i check my boxes yeah but being devoted that's like you know talking you know reaching out to god you yeah know, that's that I'm, that blew my mind when you just said that like that's crazy i've never thought of that that yeah. is insane 
It's it, it's one of those things, man. Like like you just said, I, I'm religious. Every morning, I get up and I go get my cup of coffee. You know, <laughs> yeah, religion yeah. could be different things. Yeah. But when when I got to Weber, you know that was that was my path, and you know you know college is college, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I would go to the parties, but I I wouldn't drink. I would go to the, all my buddies. I mean, they were we would go to the clubs, but I would be the designated driver. Yeah. I would I, I would do that, and I, uh, I, I but I kept hanging out with them, and I kept doing those things, and uh, this is something you wanted me to share part of my testimony in this yeah. aspect. You know, my pastor always says, if you hang around the barbershop long enough, you're going to get a haircut. Okay. And I remember we were, I was playing, I was playing a drinking game with me and my buddy and two girls. And I was just drinking Coke, you know, just yeah. Coca-Cola. And uh, I, I don't want to advertise what what I, I, I drank, but I told my buddy, I said, just put a little bit in there. Just put a little, you know, mm-hmm. and that little bit led to two years of just being a straight alcoholic. Because after that right there, because I'm an all-in or all-out type guy. I'm yeah. not a lukewarm in anything, you yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite things in football was being on the kickoff team and running wide open and being a wedge buster. <laughs> and here we go. Oh, yeah. If I make a tackle, I make a tackle. Let's, let's You're here do to make it. a statement. Yeah. 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 And, and so I, I, he, I got a little bit. I'd never been drunk before. And I started being loud. And like, yeah. and they called me Bartow. I was the only person from Bartow on the team. Bartow, are you drunk? No, I'm not drunk because I still had to maintain my status, you know. Yeah. Are you drunk? No, man, I'm not drunk. Bartow, are you? And then I became and I got my hair cut, yeah, so to speak. Yeah. And then I started hanging out, and then it was the norm. And then, you know, it, it, it become every weekend that's what I was doing, and that's what I craved. And then, you know, the money thing. And then uh, you, you, if you have a, an addiction, you find a way to get it. Yeah, no, 100%. And, I agree. And, I was typed that, you know, let's get a 12-pack and shotgun two and let's get it started. You know, it's it's not a let's sip and 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 in moderation and let's no man, if we're gonna do it, let's do it. Yeah. You know, let's tip right. it up, yeah. let's see how far we can go. You know, stupid. Just and, and now I look back. And again, for two years I just didn't 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 care nothing about church now i still went on easter you know if you gotta go on easter you go yeah, on yeah. easter yes funny, another funny story so i did not want to go to church with my mom on easter because i was hung out hung over friday night and mm-hmm. i went to the little church and there's not a little church it's a big church in lake wells and i went because it's what you do yeah religion you mm-hmm. go on easter Forget the Easter story and what Jesus did, but you go because it's Easter Sunday. Right. And I went, and I was so hungover, and I was st- and people were looking at me, and I couldn't stop coughing, and I know I smelled. It's like, man, this is crazy. This is where your life is. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, hearing that, it's so it's so similar to myself. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm not saying that just to you know make a point. I, it's saying it's exactly the same, almost to a T. You know, coming out of high school. You can ask anybody from Fort Meade. My hometown's really small. Mm-hmm. Did Brian party in high school? No, man, he he really didn't. We never really saw him out hanging out. He was just always the kid that you know went to the weight room, went to the baseball field, and went home. Like went to school every day. Like that's what was important then. But I got my hair cut, so to speak. Yeah. And when I went to college, it, like you said, if you if you are an addict to something, you're going to find a way to do it. Yeah. And I, I, I can firmly say that I was addicted to being in the, the spotlight party lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, like I wanted mm-hmm. to be the guy that if somebody was at a party, 
uh, I wanted to be the guy that they remembered at that party. Yeah. Like, hey, do you remember me? Not you, whatever, dude, last night. You know, like I wanted to be that guy. And, you know, I had to fall on my face to realize, like, that's not the way like, to be successful. That's not the way you're going to get anything and done in life that you want to accomplish. Yeah. I, I really respect that you can tell that story just like, you know, it's hard for me to tell it too because yeah. a lot of people think like, I'm still that guy from Fort Meade that, you know, that kid that didn't party and whatnot. But no, man, I, yeah. I went to college and I was, I was Steve almost. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, rev- going back to the word, man, I'm sorry. That, no, again, you're good. You're good. Good. Revelations 12:11 says, you know, for we overcome him, him being our adversary by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. The yeah. blood of the lamb was already shed. So Jesus did his part. Our part is to share a testimony. You go, you look at any commercial, people want testimonies of a product and things. You know, mm-hmm. it's our job as Christians to share our testimony of the, the grace and faithfulness that God gave us, yeah, you know, and, and, and I, be, I graduated from Weber and, and I, uh, I had a, as all athletes, we all want to be professional athletes. Yes. And I remember yeah. this, God, I just, I want to play professional football. I want to play professional. And he has a funny way of doing things, man. Like my <laughs> mind is I'm five ten, uh, 200 pounds, Playing outside linebacker, wanting to go to the NFL. Okay, now that I'm a coach, I understand. The talent yeah. was not there in a four, five, four, six. You know, it's not. And, and you know, so uh, they had the Lakeland um, uh, Thunderbolts. The arena team, right? The arena yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. So I got a tryout for the arena team. And I go, and I'm too small to play linebacker, but I could hit a little bit. And, and so I started playing free safety. And I was on the practice squad. And as you know, in the arena stuff, somebody got hurt. Yeah. And then it was my first game. And and I went out there and uh and I had fourteen tackles and, and you had a game. So I had a game. Well, they, <laughs> they they had a running back. They played into my I'm playing free safety, you know, every we're man here everywhere is me and the running back mm-hmm. and they had a two hundred and forty pound running back. Well, it's great. As soon as you get it, here we go. I'm now. I'm going back to my, now. If you're throwing the ball, I was I was a little lost. Some I was <laughs> deep on the wall and stuff. But I mean, it was awesome. So God granted me my desire, and He'll give you the desires of your heart. That's another mm. scripture, man. Even in my unfaithfulness, He was still faithful. Yeah. And so uh, I broke my hand, and I was at at the game we were in in Kissimmee, and uh, Jay Gruden was there, and he Ooh. was the 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 um, coach for the storm then, or, mm-hmm. or the Predators won them too. I'm like, man, this is my shot. And, and I've worked my way up to being a captain. So I'm a captain and like second play of the game. They got a pile and I'm coming wide open and I break my hand. They t- and, I, and I can't play no more. So, and I go to the hospital and it's a spiral break and all, all those things. So now I got I to gotta get a job, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I go to the Bartow High School and just, man – you know, the steps of righteous men are ordered by the Lord, you know. And even, again, when I wasn't faithful, God was still faithful. And I'm coming through. I remember I left the dentist. I'm thinking, ah, maybe I'll run into my old high school coach. Well, what, what am I going to do? Yeah. I'm still. Yeah. So I go through the parking lot. There's my high school coach. I say, hey, what's up, buddy? And I need a job. All right, you want to come coach? Yeah, I'll coach till I get life figured out, till I figure out what I want to do. And I go through, and he got me a job there, and I start coaching. My first year, you know, I'm still, I'm still, my, all my buddies is right here at Weber. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I'm You're still a young guy. I'm teaching, I'm 23 teaching at Bartow High School. I should not have been a teacher my first year. I mean, I was, 
we was going to Orlando Thursday night, getting in at, at 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm popping four bottles of water, four ibuprofen, uh, go getting up, brushing my teeth, put yeah. a little, ch- 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 you know, I just was not a good role model yeah. at all. Yeah. And I kept living that life. And, again, the FCA that came around. Yeah. And people knew me from Bartow being the FCA guy. And one of the coaches was like, what are you doing? Like, he knew my life. Yeah. What are, what are you doing? Kind of condemned me a little bit. I'm like, yeah. man, I'm, I'm me, man. That's that, that other life ain't for me no more. You know, that yeah. Jesus, oh, you got it. And uh, going into that summer, uh, we were going to Black Mountain, North Carolina. And uh, to an FCA camp up there. And uh, so we're leaving Sunday night because registration is Monday morning. And I'm driving. I'm dri- we had seven kids we were taking over. I'm t- driving the van. Saturday night, my uh, when my buddies get married and we had a bachelor party. So I'm not going to drink. I'm not going. I'm going to. You know, I'm carrying kids to the next day. I'm still 23, 24. You know, I'm yeah. wide open. And somebody said, "No, I'm dri- I'm driving." I said, "No, I'm going." He's like, "No, I'm I'm driving. I don't drink at all." Man, I'm, it's time to get down with the get down. <laughs> you know, I mean, this bachelor party we're in or Tampa, going to this bar, this that. All all the things you mm-hmm. do in Tampa, yeah, and come back six o'clock in the morning, get my nap in till two or three, and now I'm driving kids to North Carolina to oh. an FCA camp, like just wild, oh, what an idiot, yeah. you yeah. know. You looking back, and so we get up there. I'm driving all through the night, you know. We get there, and uh, I know how to do the church thing. I know how to clap. I know how to raise my hand. I know how to sway. I know how, hey, how you doing? Do the shake thing. Like I said, I grew up in it. And I'm watching these kids, man, and they're worshiping. And and they're jumping around. And I'm watching. And I could care less about my life. You know, I tell people like this. I was like, man, like, the devil had my mind. I, I was going to hell, and I was okay with it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. You know I know you, people like that now. I, I, yeah. I was, yeah, I, I, like, I was okay with, like, the enemy had got into my mind and, and lulled me to, man, you're Whatever. good. Yeah. 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 And that's where I was at. And it's like, as long as I'm not affecting nobody else. And how many times do you hear that? As long as I ain't affecting nobody else. Why does so, it matter? Yeah. 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 So I'm sitting back there in this chapel. And all these kids are are, are worshiping, and they're and, and the Holy Spirit is moving. I hadn't felt this Holy Spirit in a long time because I hadn't wanted to be by it, you know, because yeah. mm-hmm. of conviction. And I felt, man, this just tight right here. And it's like Spirit God said, man, you're going to lead a lot of kids, and you're either going to lead them to heaven or you're going to lead them to hell. And for the first time in a long time, I woke up and I realized yeah, that's... my life wasn't just about me. I just brought seven kids up here. Those kids' blood could be on my hands by the way I'm living. And at that point, it was like... I hit you like a truck. That time. hit me like a truck. That yeah. line right there just hit me like a truck. Yeah. You're, oh, you're going to lead a lot of people. You're either going to lead them to heaven or you're going to lead them to hell. And so me being the knowing the scripture and knowing the moderation deal and I knew mm-hmm. four beers, I was buzzing. So every night I'd have three. You can be a Christian and drink, and the, you know all those yeah, things. Yeah, man. yeah, the, the, that, the gray my, area. Yeah, yeah, the gray area. The, yeah. oh. And you know, going to going to that, you know, there's there's a scripture to say that it's not against the law, but it's not profitable. You know, mm-hmm. and that's where where I am with this. So I I drink my my three beers every night because it's again, you know, I'm honoring God. But you know, until it came to the point, he's like, hey man, both feet in or both feet out. Yeah, you know what? You have your three beers, and you you tell these kids you're here for them. 
And then 11 o'clock at night, they're in a bad, bad way. Coach, can you come get me? All right, you go. You spin out. Somebody pulls you over. Now you got a DUI because you had three beers. You're not drunk, but by legal age, you're drunk. Now what's that? What's that telling that kid? Yeah. How's that kid telling your career? So that's where I am on that. And I don't condemn nobody. Do what you do. But as for me, that's where I am. And then it was just all of a sudden, all right, God, I'm I'm a surrender. As Deion Deion Sanders said, you just surrender. So I knew. So now, man. I, I have such a deep appreciation for the cross and what Jesus did. And for the rest of my life, that's, that's what I want to do. Now, do temptations come? Absolutely. You know, the Bible talks about temptations. You know, it's over in uh, Colossians chapter 3. I was telling one of my buddies that, that's struggling with alcoholism and, and everything. I was like, in, in Colossians chapter 3, it says that these desires are lurking within side of you. These sinful desires, and it goes through, you, you know, sexual immorality and lust, all these things are lurking inside of you, but it says to put to death those things. And whenever you, you die with Christ, with Christ, you put, now they're always going to be there. It, it is, mm-hmm. we're human, you know, that's what everybody will say. I'm human, you know. Yeah. But the Bible says to put to death those things. When you put to death, it means there's no life whatsoever in, in that stuff, so... I haven't uh I haven't said much on this episode just because you're like, taking it all in, right? Yeah, Me too. Me too. No, uh I've I've so I've heard John's testimony a lot. Um a couple different times, you know. Uh we've had a very very close relationship um through, you know, through high school and everything, but you know, just sitting back and listening, man, it's like it's it's tough, you know, being because I was that guy. I mean, I I still am that guy that lives lukewarm and it and it kills Same. me because Same. it's it's I grew up in the church just like you did. And, you know, man, um, come Friday night, like, I'll go to the bars and I'll go drink. And it's like, it's convicting me, like, just hearing your story. It's like, man, it's like I come on the podcaster and, like, I'll post a TikTok about something, you know, having my faith and everything. And it's like, I feel like that's in my heart. But at the same time, like, whenever people see me out at the bar, you know, or talking to girls or taking a girl home on the weekends, man, that it gets me. And just hearing your story, it's like, man, I got to clean up my life a lot. But, you know, at the end of the day, like I know, I know my face in Jesus and I, I know that I love him and that's, you know, that's without a doubt, that's where I'm going. But it's like hearing your story, it's like somebody that is all in or all out, Yeah, you know, it, it, it just, I hope that our listeners can just sit back and listen to that last 24 minutes and yeah. be like, right. my yeah. guy. My, my bad. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're good. <laughs> no. And there's one more, you know, before we get into your playing days and stuff and your coaching there's one more point i want to bring up about your testimony that's really struck me you know you keep on saying the bible the bible the bible you know even if you're not a religious person right let's say you just take religion out of it and you have no faith the bible's been around for thousands of years and it's a literal guide of how to be a good person yeah morally yes and if and if everybody's anything, bo- born with a moral code yes. too. Yeah. like it, you know right from wrong you take the ten commandments and just take uh thou shalt have no other gods before me like take those out and you you do the rest of them with the thou shalt not kill still covering yeah. your you know that's built tests. into you now let's just add now jesus makes it easy for us with those two commandments like yes. i said at the beginning yeah. the rule one yeah. yeah i just i just think that's a it's a good way for people you know even if you aren't religious, man, just read it. Yeah. Read it. it. You know, you might not have to believe who wrote it yeah. or who's 
behind it, so, but it's still going to teach you to be a good person. So Lee Strobel came out with a book, A Case for Christ, and was a scientist. And he, was, he went to the edges of the earth to prove Christ did not exist. He did not. I mean, he went hell and high water to do it. And at the end of the day, there was so much evidence of Christ's existence. He had no choice but to do the one thing we keep saying, which is surrender. And believe. Mm-hmm. And if you read, they actually did a movie. Uh, acting on it's kind of man, but the concept <laughs> yeah. is really good. And he wrote a book, and man, it's, it's, it changed his life. And I think people people do not. We are a rebellious people. Yes, from mm-hmm. from the get go, people don't want to surrender because of our rebellious nature. You know, mm-hmm. that means I'm not in control anymore. Mm-hmm. You're not going to tell me. But I mean, and that's why whenever I finally surrendered to all of it, man, I I have this joy and this peace, and I can still be rebellious, mm-hmm. but I'm being rebellious against the world. I'm right. being rebellious by actually living for Jesus. Yeah. Because y'all know just as well as I do, the hardest thing to do is to live for Christ. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're is, used to th- it is hard. Six o'clock in the morning workouts and running and doing. Yeah. Like, we're, we would go uh, balls to the wall for that stuff, man. Think mm-hmm. about that, it. In, yeah. in baseball and football, y'all run probably yeah. more than we yeah. did. Yeah. And, and but then all we got to do is just surrender to Christ and live live a faithful life. And. So hard to do though. Yeah, I know it is, man. That's why the Bible says wide is the gate, way to destruction, but narrow is the way to you know. I know a big thing. You know, I kind of touched on um, with the big thing with Christianity. I feel like that people get turned off from it is whenever they come to church, they feel like they're being judged, or they feel like um, like Christians are quote unquote hypocrites. Yeah, and I feel like. You know, for instance, the way John lives his life, and he lives, you know, you're all in or you're all out. There's no lukewarm. And so I feel like that's a big thing is if you can model your life off of, okay, you know, whatever you believe, you know, I you know, I hope it's Christianity, but whatever you believe, if you live all in, if you live all in, you know, with being an atheist or whatever, and then one day, you know, that might turn you right back around. You know, whatever you do, do 110%. And obviously, I want to encourage anybody to be, you know, an atheist or whatever, but I hope that one day, once they go all in, they'll, you know, turn back around and realize, you know, you get where I'm coming from. Yeah. You get what so I'm saying? You're, you're saying, like, even just taking the religious part out of it, it's okay to be all in on something. Mm-hmm. Like, you yeah. want, like, that's what you're encouraging people to do. I get yeah. that. Okay. 100%. So, okay. my, my friends' group is, is, is funny because none of them really go to church. I, I go hog hunting get a lot. That's like my, that's kind of <laughs> yeah. we, and and they're they're hog hunting type guys, and they use language and they do. But man, I go with them, and and I never now. The Bible talks about when you talk, be, be slick as serpents and gentle as doves. When Jesus sent the disciples out two by two, he said, you know, be gentle as doves and slick as serpents, you know. And and they know my story. They work, know where I'm at, and I know where they are. Yeah. I don't mean that I still slip in a, a little, hey, man, you should just come to church with me on Sunday. It's just for an hour. You got seven days a week and just come <laughs> for an hour. You got a church right down the road. You got a little Baptist church right down the road. Yeah. That's from 11 to 12. You can't give God 11 to 12, you know. I know I should, but uh, and then I leave it there. You know, I don't condemn anybody because I know where my life was at. Mm-hmm. And my friends group is so different. You know, we uh, I'm in the Ranch Rodeo this yeah. coming Saturday, and we I'll were, be there. We were uh, at this guy's arena, and we we're practicing and stuff. And dudes, dudes just hammered that that that's there. He's like, 
I don't want to come hear you preach. I said, man, come on. He's like, and he's introducing everybody. This is a pastor. This is a pastor. You know, I'm, I'm, I love people. Yeah. I love people, man. And, and if I could just, just show joy through the love of Jesus, not the condemnation. Everybody knows what John 3, 16 is. For God to love the world. that But nobody understands what John 3, 17 is. Y'all mm-hmm. know what John 3, 17 is? You're not saying God did not come to the world to condemn the world, but through Jesus, uh, you might have eternal life. Okay. Jesus did. Jesus did not come into the world to condemn uh, the, the world, but that through him the world would be saved. I'm looking at y'all. Y'all are like, no, y'all are yeah, like, we're, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm so lost yeah. track right now. Yeah. No, no, no. So even Jesus didn't come to condemn. And where you said, you know, people go to church to, uh, and and people judge and stuff. That's what we do. Yeah. yeah. People judge. Women, as soon as a girl, woman walks into a room, I like her dress, I like her shoes, oh, her finger knows it. We judge. Yes. Yeah. And people turn away because of hypocrites, but don't turn away because of people. Je- turn, Try to turn away because of Jesus. Yeah. You'll never be able to do that. Okay. We're all hypocrites at some point mm-hmm. in our life, you know, yeah. and people, all those people down there, those church people. I don't go to church because of people. I go to church to worship God. Mm-hmm. And I think there's people. some people out there that do go to church just to, you know, just to be seen at church. Oh, 100%. You know yeah. yeah. The box. The box. Check the box. box. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Well, John, you know, we we got a lot about you and we got your whole testimony and that was a big thing. I told Brian. Yeah, I I love that. And you can't can't talk to John O'Neill without talking to John O'Neill, yeah. like kind of like a little bit of the snippet you hear, you know, you talk to John and he's, he's all for everything that he does. Um, well, you know, your big title is, um, you know, you're a Christian, you know, that's a big thing, but your job that you do every day is you're an assistant football coach for LCS. So I want to talk a little bit about, you know, you talked that you were at Bartow and you were coaching Bartow. How did you get to LCS? So I was at Bartow and, and coach Killett, Sean Killett was at Bartow. And after co- coaching at Bartow for five years, you know, I was a head JV coach there mm-hmm. because, you know, I didn't want to be a varsity coach. So they met on Saturdays and Saturdays <laughs> in the fall is for football and hunting. Yeah. <laughs> and I did not want to meet on Saturdays and talk about football. So when, when Killett's left, you know, we all were Bartow guys, man, jacket, jacket, pride, you know, kind of like mm-hmm. Fort Meade yeah, is yeah, Fort it's Meade's small, really yeah. prideful and, and, and who you are and, and all me and a couple of my buddies who I actually coach with now, Danny Williams and, and, and Coach Barry, mm-hmm. you know, we all coached there and we all kind of went our, our separate ways. Well, then I went to Arbondale. And I was a defense coordinator from Arbondale for three years, and that's where I had the privilege to coach uh, Derwin James. Oh, nice. And yeah. He was, a, he was a freshman. So Derwin James was a freshman at, at Arbondale. And, and for I'm going to interrupt real quick. Yeah. For y'all that don't know who Derwin James is, he's the free safety for the Chargers. Yeah. Yeah. Like big name. Yeah. Like yeah. pro baller, <laughs> yeah. big time. Yeah. So, so when I get to Arbondale, we have 28 players my first year, and two of them are kickers. Nice. And we, we went two and eight. And it was so bad. Like the head coach, I mean, we're we're getting drummed by like fifty. Defense is just I mean, we're young and the head coach is like after third game, hey, I'm I'm gonna call the defense, you know, this is on me. I said by all means, you know, you're right. You're the head coach. I was a little bit hurt because I'm prideful. I'm, yeah, you know, I'm yeah. the DC, and you're taking it from me. It means I'm not doing a good job. And then we played Kathleen and they beat us fifty two to fourteen and he's like Hey, you're gonna be a decent. <laughs> you can have it back. <laughs> yeah, he's like, here you go. I was like, yeah. So, so we 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 got this identity, and it's the bloodhounds, and I like to hog hunt. 
and and we came up with this bait up defense. We were okay. bait up. So every time we broke it down, is we're breaking it down bait up. In practice, everybody to the ball bait up, bait up, bait up. And they would, you know, you're a creature of habit and what you constantly do. In the football games, they would make a tackle and just uh, subconsciously run over there, one, two, three, bait up. Everybody <laughs> around. And it was so cool. Yeah. So after my first year there, we got drummed. The second year, uh, and, and the head coach there was trying to build the program back up. There's a lot of talent in Arbordale. And Derwin James is a freshman. And we're practicing, and he's like, all the freshmen are going to be – they're going to be on JV. We're going to build this up, and the next four years we're going to be dominate. I said, Coach, this, this kid can't be on JV. He's like, no, all freshmen are going to be I'm, – I'm, we're doing this. I said, Coach, this kid – and he looked, he's like, well, if he's going to start for you, then he can be on varsity. I said, Okay. So the first spring game, we go out there, and I don't start. He's still a freshman, you know. And uh, after the first half, I put him in, and he's playing safety. He really can't backpedal. So I put him at 15 yards because he can come down and fill an alley. Yeah. And uh, he's at 15 yards, and he, uh, their starting running back was a senior, and he, he had had a pretty good game. He come through, and he comes up, wham, slams him, puts him out of the game. Next series, he comes out there. They throw a fade. He goes over there and snaps that out of the air. Goes. I just look down the line at the, at the coach, <laughs> and he looks at me. And at the end of his freshman year, is when Florida State offered him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and he was going to put him at JV at fourteen years old. It's he crazy. Got a, and 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 then oh, and then he went and got his first tattoo. He got a Seminole head on on his arm. And that next year, he developed a little bit more. And now it's. Oh, that freshman. Now he's a sophomore. And if you go back and look at his sophomore year highlights, it's like 11. He People, they would throw flags because when he hits people, you know how a snake recoils? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He recoils when he hits people. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. he don't just like uh, technique. He recoils. And he would hit people so hard, they would throw flags for helmet to helmet just because he would hit them so hard. <laughs> now, as a, as a coach, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm asking speakly, like strictly for the coach here. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad's a coach too. Isn't it so crazy how you can spot like one in a lifetime kind of talent? You yeah. know, my dad had the opportunity to coach Andrew McCutcheon in 2013 yeah. and NL yeah. MVP. Like, and he always tells me these stories like, man, that kid was hitting baseballs over the stadium lights in eighth grade. Yeah. Like, you can just tell that these kids are born for this. Like, these, like it's, it's insane. And like, his, 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 his football IQ was, yeah. hey, coach, put me on this kid. Like, and, you yeah. know, he just wanted – and he made everybody else around him better. And then we put him on the offensive side of the ball, and he's just as good. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so tell me the difference between – you know, you've had the opportunity to coach a lot of different players. Tell me the difference between a player that's got high football IQ that's very talented compared to a football player that is very talented and very low football IQ. Like, you know, how do you coach the, the two? You know, you so, talk about Darwin. He yeah. can because I I'm not going to name any names, but I know a player that has that was very athletic that you coached that his football IQ was very low. Yeah. Well, as a coach, you got to put kids in the best situation for where they right. are. So if you got a kid that that is not real, let's just say we might be talking about the same person yeah. that's not very you know, they're tough they're a go getter you you put them on a spot like defensive end and they got two or three things to 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 do. Mm-hmm. You get somebody that, that has a high IQ, IQ like Derwin James or just smart, you put them in the middle of the defense so they can line people up right. to make everything. So you gotta put you gotta put um your players and their, their strengths in the best situations to make them successful. Yeah. And that's pretty much where 
what we do at LCS because you know we don't we there's some years we got we have talent and there's some years that we don't and we coach them up to the point to where you would think that they did yeah. like beforehand yes yeah yeah so you you go to Auburndale take the DC job there mm-hmm. what's the next move straight to LCS after, no after three years so after after there uh, I wasn't on campus okay um I was actually an elementary uh, PE teacher. And the head coach there was like, hey, I want my DC to be on campus, you mm-hmm. know. Da, da, da. Understandable. Okay, so um, what am I going to do now? So then Jamel calls me. Okay. And and offers me the defensive coordinator spot at Fort Meade. So I go to Fort Meade for a year. I know. I, I knew that. I was waiting for him to say that, yeah. by the way. <laughs> so, and that was with Tyler King and, yep. and Jay Smith and those those guys, man. And we had that – took that same kind of bait-up mentality. And those kids were ballers, man. Mm-hmm. Them, them two are kids are brothers. And, and I love them, love them to death. And, you know, I, I want to get a kid that would – they'll play for you – fight for you, run through the wall, you know, those types. Mm-hmm. And, and Jay Smith was one of those types. I remember him saying, hey, coach, just punch me in the face, mess. Come punch me. That's our starting quarterback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 No, uh, no, coach. And I, so I – thanks, thanks. Now we're ready. Now, we're, you know, that yeah, kind yeah. of – but that, that's the relationship we had, you know. And he would, he would start at safety and turn around and, and start at quarterback. Throw touchdowns and come up and, and lay the wood in in the alley. Man, this area of like Polk County, like eight six three, the athlete, like the richness of athletes mm-hmm. in this area, it's it's insane. It's like a it's a gold mine for yeah. places. Oh yeah, I mean you got Ray Lewis, you got Mike and Marquise yes. Pouncey. Yeah. You've got, I mean, the amount of studs that Chris, came. Yeah, Rainy, like all of them. Yeah, Steve Pierce in the baseball world, Chris yeah. Sale, like, Kutch, <laughs> like yeah. Pat Borders. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh man, yeah. well, there's, there's so many MVPs and stuff. So, so then I, I, at the end of there, an opportunity came open for me to now, mind you, I did not want to teach at a Christian school. I did not want to coach at a Christian school. I wanted to be like. John the Baptist and the highways and the byways, and I want to be in these public schools, and mm-hmm. you can't preach Jesus. Well, I'm going to preach Jesus. I'm going to, pre- mm-hmm. you know, like a mission field. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, That was my mentality. I don't want to – well, this opportunity came up to where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm about to get married. You know, obviously we're thinking about having kids and, and stuff. And, again, how God orchestrates your life. So we, 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 get, we get married Jan- uh, July 25th. I start, so that was on a Friday. We go on our honeymoon that whole week, get back Saturday or Sunday. I start at LCS that Monday. My <laughs> I wife completely starts forgot about that. brand new job at State Farm that Monday, too. How God just blessed us. Yeah. And so I got this opportunity to go over there with Danny Williams, who I coach with at Bartow. Thomas, coach Barry, who, who me and him played little league baseball and football together. We played high school ball. I mean, we're on back with uh, your friends. You're, yes. Yeah, you're good. You so guys. It's, it, so and, and how God's laying all this out. I was like, all right, I'm going to come over here with these soft white boys and uh, <laughs> so I got this mentality, you know. Yeah. And and I go over there and they had been kind of they would almost to the level, almost there, almost mm-hmm. could beat Fort Meade. Yeah. Almost, could, but couldn't really do it. And nothing that I, I mean, we got some 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 studs in that year. And uh, so I, I get there, and I started this this theme, you know, Christians ain't soft. You know, if, if you think about it, people think Christians are soft. Christians, there's nothing soft about David. All right? yeah. There's nothing soft soft uh, uh, about Peter. You know, dude, dude cuts people's ears off and stuff, you know. Yeah. There, there's nothing soft about Samson. 
you know, Gideon. I mean, there's nothing soft about Christian, but in, in the world, it's like, oh, you're a Christian? Oh, you're I, – I used to hate the phrase when some f- football players like, if you're scared, go to church. And I would get offended by it. Yeah. Like, no, if you're scared, get a dog. Don't go to church. That's where, you know, I, yeah. I'm, I, I ain't no punk, and I go to church. Yeah. You, you know, that mentality. Mm-hmm. And um, my first year there, we win districts. We beat Fort Meade. I remember that. 21 to yeah. 19, first time ever. I rode the pond the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go to the final four. In the final four, we we play Trin- Trinity and, and Jacksonville. Now, they were, oh, my goodness, they're, they're cornerback Tolliver's in the NFL now. Oh. And we're, we're neck and neck at halftime. We're 21-21 at halftime. And uh, some injuries and stuff happened, and, and we didn't. But – and I'm proud to say to this day, the last time Fort Meade beat LCS, I was the D.C. At oh, Fort you're going to piss some people <laughs> off with that one. Yeah. <laughs> that was back in 2013. I love it. I love it. You know, it's true, though. You know, yeah. it's I mean, it's sad to see kind of the where it's going. I hope something gets figured out down there. So, so, so probably the cooler story than my testimony and people still tune in for this right here. You know, me and Nate, we knew each other, yeah. right? And uh, his junior year, his his junior year, he calls me or, or he texts me or something. He's like, hey, coach, can I be a, your TA? I said, when you want to be t- my TA? Second period. I said, nah, that's my only planning period. That's my time to sh- – all right, coach. Yeah, that, that, I, I understand that. Uh, so <laughs> that night, it, that, I did them pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I was you like, got dang, you need to be hanging yeah. out. <laughs> so that night or the next night, he texts me. He's like, hey, coach, can you uh, – and again, he's a junior. and He's like, hey, can you pray for me about something? I said, yeah, man. I text him this really long prayer. And kind of like whenever God poked me in the stomach and said, hey, uh, people are going to follow you. Which way mm-hmm. are you going to lead? He kind of did the same thing. He's like, hey, hey, stupid. That kid asked you to be TA, not to help you out. Or you're you're a P, you're you're a weightlifting coach. You're gonna go <laughs> go make some copies for you, Nate. Go clean those I'm plates, 100, please. I'm a hundred and fifty pounds or hundred sixty yeah. pounds. I'm not. It was like the, the, that kid needs you needs you to, to be your TA because he needs you. Yeah. And and I was like, man, yes. And I and I text him back. And again, God punched me in the, in, in the stomach like he always does because I'm hard-headed sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I said, man, you still want to be my TA? Yes, sir, coach. And this is early early August. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my father-in-law was sick. And uh, uh, late August, he, he passes away. And at that time, my brother I had a brother-in-law that was 12. Mm-hmm. And Nate's father passed away. Mm-hmm. And Nate was 12 whenever his dad, his dad died. Mm-hmm. And so I'm talking to him. How do I, how do I deal with this 12 year old boy that just lost his? He's sixth grade, just lost his dad. And meanwhile, you and Courtney had recently just got married, and my oldest sister and my brother-in-law recently got married. In that whole scenario, too. Okay, I, did, I didn't realize that. So then I'm talking to him about it. Well, again, how God orchestrates everything. Yes. My father-in-law and his dad went to high school together and played baseball together and hung mm-hmm. out. And his dad went to a school in South Carolina. And my father-in-law went to Clemson, so they mm-hmm. would hang out. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm asking him how 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 you know how to deal with it, and 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 now I'm bringing up some old wounds that he would he'd kind of shunned a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we're talking, and as it goes, and. Um, we had the funeral, and, and I told him 
where my father's plot, where he was buried, he's like, get out. He's like, his dad is buried on the same row, not 50 yards from where my father-in-law is buried. Mm -hmm. So we had that. He was 12. My father, my, mm -hmm. my younger brother was 12. His dad died of cancer. My, my father-in-law died of complications of radiation, cancer, and those, those things. And, and so he could help me in that. And, again, not really put you, but his, I guess he, I remember him coming and telling me, he's like, man, I went to visit my dad's grave, and I hadn't visited in a while. He's like, I just, I just broke down. And it was like that closure kind of, yeah. kind of, so to speak. And later on, his mom had, I just told you before this podcast yeah. that his mom had called me. He's like, thank you. He's like, Nathan shut down when his dad died and he wouldn't talk and he didn't, he, and he's coming around, man. It's just how God just orchestrates everything, man. <laughs> whenever you put your trust and your faith in, and he was able to help me with, 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 with Robbie and, you know, we would go turkey hunting and hog hunting and, and, and stuff like that. So Yeah, it's definitely cool because uh this whole John and I's whole relationship was very interesting because you uh whenever you brought up you and Courtney getting married, I didn't even think about this, but literally whenever I was transferring into LCS, that was the beginning of your marriage and you have four kids now? Three. Three? And uh Well you were the fourth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was the adopted one there yeah, for a little absolutely. bit. <laughs> yeah, he would come over, would watch football, yeah. and yeah. sit at night, go hunting. Yeah, I have Snapchat stories uh, or memories that pop up from like five years ago or whatever, and my little puny self with like you know patchy <laughs> facial hair, and then Robbie's over there, thirteen, and we're all hanging out. But it's cool because like you know, in that point in my life, I was just you know a coach. You know, we've mentioned this several times. We've had. You know, coaches have such a big impact Huge. on players' lives. And, you know, I was going through all kinds of different stuff that, you know, I'm not going to put on the air, but um, that I had John there for. And, you know, whenever you have that one coach that you can sit there and relax on, it wasn't – it didn't matter if he was taking me to a McDonald's second period. we go to McDonald's or Starbucks, you know. <laughs> what? Well, maybe that shouldn't go on the air. Well, <laughs> we did. It was our uh, – that was the old building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know, having that coach in your life that can be able to like relay messages and, you know, relate to players, you know, going through that at LCS, you know, how do you, how do you coach as, you know, a defensive coordinator? Because there's a lot of times there's coaches that'll get in your face. I'll scream at you, they'll cuss you out, you know, this and that. How would you relay your coaching method to, you know, the audience? Oh man, man, I'm, I'm, I'm wide open. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm gonna try to get the most out of you, and, but yet I'm gonna love you, love you to the T. Mm -hmm. But but we're we're gonna get every ounce and everything because that's what this life's gonna try to do. This is what this is what life is gonna try to get every ounce out of you. But then you you got to be able to love kids, and they know. Yeah, you know you knew mm -hmm. y'all know you can jump on them, and and it goes. So here's something else I live by: discipline without relationship leads to rebellion. Discipline without that relationship, relationship leads to rebellion. So if we don't have a relationship mm -hmm. and I discipline him, mm -hmm. he's going to rebel. Bell. Okay. What are you talking about? So oh, if I have yeah, a relationship yeah. with him and I discipline him, he's going to be disappointed that he failed me. Yes. Yeah. And so now we have a relationship and I get on him. Now he's going to work harder to try to, man, I, did, I, I was a knucklehead. I knew that. But if we don't have that relationship, he's like, Man, screw you. Who are you, dude? I think every coach, that line right there that you need to say, every coach needs to open up their playbook right now 
and write that at the top of their playbook yeah. or their baseball lineup cards because yeah. that right there is so true. You know, I've had all different kinds of coaches. My first college coach, he would cuss you out, and he wouldn't say anything after it. And I had that response to him. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, F him. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, I had a coach like Coach Sykes who wouldn't cuss. You know, he would take a logical approach to you and tell you, mm-hmm. hey, you messed up here. You need to do this. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, don't do that again. Like, you know, and I respected that so much more. And, you know, I would take his coach and be like, you know, Oh, he's right. And like that's that that line, it's every coach needs to hear that. See, I needed I needed one of those coaches and I've had it a couple times and you know, my college career was a little bit different than Brian's. I didn't play as much as Brian did. I had a couple different circumstances yeah. that held me from doing that. Um but <laughs> um and you know, I as a player and I think that's why I thrived a lot going into college or whatever, as I had a couple different coaches that loved me to death and that would do anything for you, but would get in your face. It wouldn't necessarily cuss you out, but yeah. they, you know, they would pull everything out of you. There was, you know, my travel ball coach and my head, you know, uh, baseball coach at LCS and football coach, all three of them, they would let you know how much they loved you and would be there for you. If you called them at 12 o'clock at night, they'd be there. But at the same time, if you show up to practice 15 minutes late, buddy, you start to snake. Yeah. You're snaking. <laughs> and for anybody that doesn't know what a snake is, in football, we had to run at the corner of the uh, end zone, and you're running horizontal every five yards down the football field and run all the way back. And so, you know, do you know how long that is? That's pretty good way. I don't know if you knew the actual yards. number. No. It's a it's a, it's a long time, and then uh, we would do that for punishment. And if a uh, offensive lineman would beat a skills player, oh, you better line it up again, bud. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah, man, that's a good. You know, going back to that, you know, I can hear like his influence on you. Oh, big. You time. know, we'll me and him will be sitting here messing around, talking about high school stories or whatever, and. You know, I wanted to go back to this point when you were talking about when you played in the arena team, mm-hmm. how you had like you were reared up, ready to go hit that two hundred and forty pound back. Yeah. Well, him right here, every time that he has like a football story, it comes out literally in the same tone, in the <laughs> same like verbiage, everything as you just said, and yeah. like it made me like click there for something like is Nate telling this story or is John? <laughs> so a very funny story with John and I know we're kind of off track but we'll roll with yeah, it it's fine um so uh very funny story so I returned punts and kickoffs um and then I was a slot receiver and I was free safety slash I was a defensive back and uh and so we're playing Mulberry and I'm back to return a kickoff and kickoff comes to me you know uh and I I see a hole and I'm it's wide open I'm gone <laughs> I mean, and I'm I'm going, I'm going, and I see the end zone. It's wide open, man. I'm already like 50-yard line. I said, I'm wide open, touchdown, easy. I turn and look to my left, and as I turn, the kicker swipes me and tackles me. And as a kick returner, you know, John's my special teams coach. As a kick returner, you do not get (laughs) tackled by the kicker. And so I come over, and it was one of those things where it was like discipline but without respect. He comes over, and he lays me. He's like, you let the kicker catch you? (laughs) And I did not hear about – I could not live that down literally all year. And then a couple games later, we're playing Frostproof, and uh, the quarterback uh, played outside linebacker as well. And then the outside linebacker blows up a bubble screen screen takes me out three yards he's like you let a quarterback hit you it was like it's non-stop but it's it's exactly what you were saying you got to have the respect and you got to have the discipline too 
you know, so getting back, you know, get back on track here. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking at an Under Armour, you know, really nice Under Armour hoodie and a very nice LCS hat. So, like, how how is it being an LCS coach? Like, what what? Well, I got these Under Armour shoes. Oh, too. those too. Yeah, <laughs> just a sop, my, no, subtle flex, subtle flex. Man, being at LCS, dude. Uh, like I said, I didn't want to go to a Christian mm-hmm. school. Um, but again, getting back on track, what's the difference? And when I got to LCS, I realized those students there, need, even though it was a Christian school, had the same need for Jesus as the ones. In in public school, mm-hmm. the only difference is they had a head knowledge of who Jesus was. They didn't really have a heart knowledge. No, sure. They heard, knew yeah. all the scriptures. They knew how to, but they didn't know how to allow the Holy Spirit to influ- influence their life and and those things. And and it's like the scribes; they knew knew all these things. But man, the, if you allow the Holy Spirit to lead your life, and I don't know how to say it. A hundred and thousand million infinity times, man. When you do, your life just skyrockets. Because you're going back to what you said. When, when you are kind of living a, a lukewarm, the, the, you, now you're going to conviction. You get conviction. Conviction goes to conversion. Mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, the word of God does this right here. It either convicts you or it confirms it convicts you to get where you need to be, or it confirms you that you're doing what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So you're convicted, oh, man, I messed up. Lord, forgive me. Or it confirms, okay, I'm in right standing with God. Mm-hmm. You have the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Mm-hmm. you know. And if you're continuing to get convicted, now you're still right there at the cross, and you can't affect the kingdom of God because now you yourself are still trying to get to the cross. Mm-hmm. And... So these students at LCS, man, they're, they they need Jesus probably more so. I believe that's kind of my, my mission there. And I tell people all the time, and I'm nervous when I tell people that I could retire from LCS because anytime you say that, God always has like a crazy plan here and a crazy plan mm-hmm. here. You know, um, my mm-hmm. kids get to go there. I get to go get my kids. Every, like today, it's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's, babe. same same babe sorry i'm hanging out with y'all and she's like where you that's when she was like she knows nate obviously yeah Yeah. and i told her i was doing how long you gonna be about an hour and she's like yeah okay whatever (laughs) so like like at 11 o'clock 11 this morning my 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 baby who's in my daughter who's in first grade they have a picnic i'm able to go to that picnic and hang out and now i'm now i'm the i'm still the cool dad that Mm -hmm. Daddy, and I, you know, it's so cool yeah. to see my kids on the playground. I can spy on them until they see me, and it's like, <laughs> Dad, you know. Yeah. And then it's cool being walk walking down the hall. Hey, you're JD's dad, you, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I never wanted to go to a Christian school, and God said, "Hey, watch this. Mm-hmm. Watch this benefit you get to have. You get to not only groom your my kids, man." We get in the car to go to school in the morning, and we got We have to play as far as east is from the west. <laughs> I love it. My kids are singing it. You know the new song, uh, "Champion." My kids are singing it. Jaira, uh, like, and they're they're so in tune to to Jesus. My my baby girl's quoting scripture verses. So, mm-hmm. what is the benefit of going to LCS? There's a lot of pros to mm-hmm. it. You know, now do you still have the religious thing? You got religious stuff and everything. Yeah. You know, you have the good with the bad and everything. But, man, LCS is, like you said, man, it's it's crazy. It's, it's, there's second to none. Here's my selling point to even if you're not a believer. 
You're just a moral guy. You walk through a hallway at LCS, and there's not the first lock. You mm-hmm. can open any locker, and there's there's books and and drinks and any locker all the way down, up and down. Yeah. And then you know the, there's a little cubby spot, probably about the size of this room. That in the morning, kids go drop their bat bags. So you you got yeah. your your four hundred dollar glove sitting on your your four hundred dollar bat just sitting there. Yeah, and there's just it's like just all your trust. athletic equipment. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It, it, it's the moral compass. When I first got there, I seen iPhones and iPads. I'm like, and I'm getting. I was like, Coach, what are you doing? So I'm taking to the office. He's like, No, I'm just playing basketball. Like, leave them there. And you can leave your phone and just the again take Jesus out. It's just the moral compass yeah. now. Yeah. Where, where it's do a we more, get? It's a more like you know wholesome, welcoming community. Yes, yeah. it's a huge community. Yeah, I would say one thing like the difference between <clears throat> public school and private school is different as well because you can go in and the teachers. There's just it's it's a different breed because you have a one-on-one relationship with some of those teachers and they really pour into you. And I'm not saying that it's necessarily different with public schools or not. It's more of a respect. Yes, yeah. because you. Get to be there. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. have to be there. That's how you, it is in public school. Yeah, and in public school, you have to be there. Yes. So it's da, da, da. Mm-hmm. LCS, you get to be there. You have to go through an interview process, the two interview processes, mm-hmm. and then if if you don't you don't walk walk the line, you can be asked to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Public school, you're you you have to be there. Yeah. And and that, I did a devotion for the girls tennis team the other day, and and I did it along those lines of you get to do this. You don't have to do this. You get, get to do this. We get to do this Christian life, and then if you uh if you walk in an LCS and just look around a little bit, yeah, it's one beautiful campus Viking as well. Stadium so itself. They have started a nineteen million dollar high school. Yeah. Wow! And they are already have it have three stories up. We have a eight million dollar athletic. I mean, the yeah. weight room. We have an athletic trainer that shout out Jordan J Smooth. Uh, big on he's TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. I see him all the time. He's he's TikTok. We famous. gotta get him on here. LCS man. trainer. Yeah. LCS trainer is, is is and and I don't go to the doctor anymore. I, I go to Jordan. Jordan. Even yeah. for a cold, hey man. Well, you have a bilateral. Blah, 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 and he just knows all. <laughs> His TikToks crack me up he, too. He's hilarious. He's a, such a great dude. Do man. you ever see him like I see him doing like those high step videos with his like training bag across campus? So, Do you ever see so him? So the do weight it? room overlooks the football field. Yeah. My, yeah. I mean, just like you said, it's beautiful. And I see him running with a bag, spraying <laughs> water from a water bottle on his face like, dude's doing a TikTok. <laughs> He's such a cool dude. Yeah, he seems like it. Well, let me ask you this. What what does a game day on a Friday at Viking Stadium look like? You know, kids show up to school 7.50 to whenever the game's over. What's your no, day no, about Nothing it? like it. Nowhere in Polk County like no. it. It's unreal. Because you got – it's it, somebody referred to it as like a game back in the '90s. If if your well, your 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 audience isn't that old, but it, <laughs> where it's kind of wholesome, kids are running around. You ain't got to worry about people. I mean, the I've heard Lakeland police officers say they fight to get that that assignment because it's so easy peasy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we go to school, then we get pregame meal. Pregame meal is either uh, Chipotle or we're leveling up. Yeah, we are, dude. It's either Chipotle or Palace Pizza, spaghetti. 
deal. All right. Nice. And sometimes we get Ace's Barbecue in Plant City, and they bring in the pulled pork and uh, like we they do, do it upright. They do boys. it right. Then you go to the to the locker room, and they start getting taped. And five thirty, we go to the weight room. We do a walkthrough with all the special teams, make sure everybody's there. They know where they're at. If somebody's out, what to do. We go back and we do a pregame speech. You know, that's my my. I love doing a pregame speech, and, <laughs> and, and we get fired up for the. I would get speech. chills every yeah. single time. I can like, hear it. I can. God, hear God's it. just like blessed me that with with this ability to inspire, to motivate, yeah, mm-hmm. and inspire. And and I always use the Bible verse. Like everything, every aspect in your life, you can you can use the word. That's why when you ask me, you know, what's the one rule? It's it's, yeah. it's the word, man. And and I'm still learning. Even all you're still learning. You're, you'll never not stop learning right. in the word. You can read the same scripture five different times and get five different messages. So then we do that. We go out and it's welcome to Viking Stadium and the cannons go off. Beautiful setup, and, by the and, way. And, and you're running through and we have the jumbotron and before the season we have somebody come out and do a a, a video and and it's live video and man it's 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 they second it to none, dude. It really is. Yeah, for all our uh, listeners too. Like, I mean, this is a state of the art facility. I mean, you got the. The multi-million dollar weight room that's overlooking the stadium. You've got the Jumbotron, and, you know, every time there's a reception or a tackle, you know, whoever made the tackle or reception, it pops up on the Jumbotron, their a picture. Live, yeah. A live yeah. with them holding the football, yeah. spinning it's around. A college, it's a college, you know, atmosphere. Ironically, before Warner, Warner there, yeah. got their field, they were using our mm-hmm. our yeah. facilities. Yeah. Fun fact, by the way, um, my – second fall at Warner, I spent every fall or every Saturday in the fall at LCS Stadium. I was the play-by-play commentator for the Warner University football team that year. Nice. So In the press um, box. Yeah, very familiar. It's a nice place. Press box is super very nice, too. Nice. They got yeah. the big refrigerator with all the drinks. Yep. Those people, they, they do it right, man. Yeah. But no, so <clears throat> this whole this whole experience, I mean, it's it's had a huge impact on my life. You know, one of the big things that you may have not seen, you know, whenever I was in high school, is the cheerleaders would always bring the football players goodie bags too. And so I, I that was one of my favorites. <laughs> be like, what's up, girl? You know? <laughs> and then you know, anywhere, and then we'd get Chick Fil A after the games. And you know, I said that y'all leveled up. You said uh, y'all had a uh, Palace Pizza or um, or Chipotle. They uh they took us to Fred's Market, which was like country style, like buffet. We yeah, used to pick out that. Whenever whenever Wayne Peace was the head coach, every Friday we would we would go to Fred's Market for a pregame meal. Mm-hmm. You know what we did? At, you know what we did at my public school? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. You you got you showed up to the field at four thirty, and if you didn't eat, you didn't eat. Yeah, yeah you didn't eat. And um, if you didn't have food after the game, well, you didn't have food after the game either. Uh, so, they, LCS <laughs> definitely takes care of, of other people, man. But so, you know, do you have any future plans, or do you see yourself, you know, coaching at LCS till you're done? Man, I, again, whenever I say that, you know, God, always, it's hard for you to. It's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's hard for me because I wouldn't see myself where I am now. Right. And I've learned to literally, and here we go with the 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 Bible stuff again to walk by faith and not by sight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't walk by sight, man. Cause this, this, this Christian life will lead you to places that you will never, ever experience. It will take you and introduce you to people like we're sitting here that mm-hmm. you'll never know. Like I've hunted, I'm, I'm, I'm a big 
hunter and fisher more so i love hunting and i've been able to hunt the most the most beautiful ranches in central florida and south florida just by the connections of lcs and god knows the desires of my heart you know yeah. knows that and and in that we're talking about jesus you know Taking those those kids out, and I like to have fun, man. Like I said, I, I hog hunt, and God's blessed me with some good dogs. And when I go, we jive. If we catch a hog, we yeah. catch a hog. But I've learned, man, we jive, and we pick on each other, and we <laughs> fellowship, man. And if somebody falls down, oh, it, it's it's a wrap for the rest of the night. You're, you're getting clowned. <laughs> man, and, and a lot of people say Christians can't have fun, man. I'm having the time of my life. I, I really am, man. And sometimes, no, I don't pinch myself, but sometimes I do. I, I sit back and be like, thank God you did this. Yeah, you, yeah. you saved me. Even whenever I left the faith, you were still faithful. Kind of like that prodigal son story, you know, people, yeah. to people don't realize, everybody talks about the prodigal son, but nobody realizes what the dad did. And the dad every day would go out and look for his son. Knowing his son would come, he went out and looked. He prepared. The son came home and he's like, "Dad, I just want to be one of your servants. If I could just just eat what your servants are doing." He's like, "No, go kill the fatted calf, man!" And he put the ring ring of approval back on him. And like, my son was lost. Now he's found. Yeah. And that's kind of how I felt, man. And now I'm just so gracious for the blood of Jesus and what the cross did. And and if you don't appreciate the cross, it's just a cross. It's just something, a gold thing on the yeah. – but if you really appreciate what – yeah, mm-hmm. you really appreciate what Jesus did on the cross, man, you, you'll live and serve. And, again, those things lurk and stuff, but, man, you just got to put them to death, man. Yeah. Put them – whenever I, 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 I get – I don't get anxiety. You know, I don't get mm-hmm. anxiety again because the word, man, Philippians 4 6. Don't be anxious for anything. Instead, pray about everything through prayer and supplication. Let your requests be known to God. Then the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your mind. I so. like how stress free he is about his future, <laughs> dude. Me and you, we sit back and we ask yeah, this. Man, it's we like, ask ourselves this question. We're like, oh, I don't know. What are we going to do? So, so not going back to the word, but going back to the yeah. word. Matthew, <laughs> Matthew chapter 6, 33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So, if you seek first the kingdom of God mm. and his righteousness, the righteousness of God, all these things will be added unto you. You go a couple scriptures back, and, and I just read this. So, uh, I mean, it's not like, wow, dude. Like, it, it, it's fresh on my mind. Back, I think, twenty between 20 and 25, he says, um, don't why worry about tomorrow when today has its own own worries? And, you know, in all of the splendor of, of what Solomon have, God closed the lilies in the field and all those things. How much more does he love you? Mm-hmm. Than, than a lily in the field, and it's you shouldn't be stressful about anything because what what will it add one more day to your life, yeah. one more moment, man? And and I've learned this this Christian faith thing, this Bible thing, walking by faith, and it's 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 radical, it's a radical thing if you do it the right way. You, yeah. you know, yeah. do I fall? Absolutely. Romans three twenty three for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all fall short. Yeah, that's where God's grace picks us up. But the thing is, don't take his grace for granted, okay? I'm sin. All right, you got me back in good graces. Now I'm going to go sin again because you got grace, you know? And everybody takes that grace thing for granted, you know? So, uh, again, I'm not trying to... Preaching, no, it's life, it's man. okay because it's, it's you. Relevant. It's you yeah, though. Like, yeah. it's your 
authentic personality, and that's what we tell every guest to bring out, man. Exactly. Like, we say all the time, it's like we, you know, we wear our lives on our sleeves, and so mm-hmm. if we could have a guest on that, you know, we love hearing about your football background, but I told Brian to begin with, I was like, we could not have John O'Neill on without getting his story and who he actually yeah. is. I mean, we could sit here and talk about, you know, Florida Gators, Florida Gators football or high school football all day long. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it might be a little interesting, but how much are you really going to touch on somebody's life if you don't, you know, bring the real John O'Neill out too? And which I love about it. Well, I think this brings yeah. us to one of our signature questions. Um, you know, we ask people each episode, if you could have three people out to dinner, um, dead or alive, who would they be? So, uh, man, this, so think about this dinner table right here. Yeah. Obviously Jesus. Yes. Yeah. You got Jesus. Charles, uh, Dawkins, okay. Hawkins, yeah, Hawkins, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hawkins, the, the, the scientist, the mm-hmm. atheist scientist. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, um, uh, the evolutionist, uh, Oh, I know who I just love me. And I was prepared. Yeah. Was Char- Charles Darwin. Darwin. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got Darwin, Hawkins, and Jesus sitting at a table. Hey, watch and this. And you, and yeah. you're just sitting back like, I, all right, I, boy. I would love this <laughs> conversation. You're not real, but I'm here. <laughs> hey, it would almost be like not going back to the Bible or anything. It'd almost be like doubting Thomas. I'm not going to believe that he got off the cross until I can touch the scarred hands and touch them inside. And yeah. in that story, the story is so cool. I'm getting fired up, dude. <laughs> I'm visualizing this story of just Jesus just comes in the room. How cool that Jesus can just come into your life like that. Yeah. And he just comes into the room and says, hey, Thomas. And it's like, we oh, no, I'm just going to. He's like, no, touch this. And he takes his hand and says, touch this right here. Touch this right here. Touch this right here. Could you imagine Darwin and, and, and Hawkins and, and they're like, or whoever the seems real to me. Yeah, I mean, that would be so cool. <laughs> I want to explain that story real quick for you know people that aren't, weren't familiar with Doubting Thomas. It was a um, an uh, apostle of Christ or whatever. It's um, a disciple. It's a disciple. Excuse disciples. me. That's yeah. what, that was the world I was trying to think of. Disciple um, of Christ, and basically he said, "I'm not going to believe you know that Jesus has died and that has come again." Um, and like till I actually see it, and then he shows us all his wounds. Just sorry, a little snippet, just to kind of explain the whole story. So, so another tidbit that Jesus says, and it just reminded me in that story. He said, "You believe because you seen. Blessed are those who believe and have not seen." Mm-hmm. So, how much blessed, more blessed are us, are we than Thomas was? Yeah. Imagine how much more blessed that dinner table would be, though. They, oh, like that. Like yeah. they were. Hey, and I can see Jesus doing this thing, kind of like. I get not bringing the Bible up, but bring the Bible. Remember whenever they came to the adulterous woman, they were like, you know, the law says you should crucify, you should, you should stone her, da da da. And Jesus mm-hmm. like slowed the roll, yeah, and bit down and drew something in the dirt and said, "You without seeing cast for just Jesus was slick, man. Yeah. Whenever he done those things, yeah. I could see Jesus saying, "Who wants to pray over dinner?" <laughs> 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 I pray in my name, you know, I don't know. I'm just weird. Like, like I'm getting a visual yeah. of that stuff. Man. I love it. You want to take the yeah, next I one? Yeah, I do. All right. So you have this dinner. Let's just say you're on vacation while you're having this dinner. Where would you go, like, on your dream vacation anywhere in the world? Where would you go? So that that's kind of like the question of if you were to have your last meal. Do you okay. have the same thing that you have? All the time, your favorite meal, or do you try something different? Mm-hmm. Man, there's just something about little Gasparilla, yeah, yeah, area. You know, just time just flies, 
and that's where my whole family goes vacations every yeah. year. Inglewood's like yeah, five million. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like it's not far at all. No. It's the whole no shoes, no shirt, no problem. Pretty yeah. much. Kenny <laughs> Chesney deal. So, I mean that I just I love oh. that place there, yeah. man, because it, it's literally everything that you could fish yeah. or want to do, and just. It's an outdoorsman's dream. Yeah, yeah. and uh, people try to ask me like, "Well, yeah, what? How do you? How can you describe Inglewood?" And you're from Bartow, mm-hmm. so let's see if this. It's literally Bartow by the beach. Yeah, same kind of town, same size. Like everybody and, knows everybody because yep. everybody from from Lower <laughs> Pol- Central yeah. Polk County go. You same can't time. go there without knowing somebody. <laughs> there is a specific week that half of Fort Meade goes yes. down. Yes, yeah, it is. So to yeah. El Gal- to the El Galleon. They all vacation uh-huh. together. Yeah, they <laughs> never mind. <laughs> they fight, do everything here, it's, and then they go to Inglewood and, yeah. and party it up and hang out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's awesome, though. Um, if you could give advice uh, to two 23-year-old guys like Brian and I, what would you tell us? You are at such an age where where you're impressionable. I mean, look what you, you look at the platform you have now. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds cliche. It, it sounds so cliche. But serve Christ to the, to the nth degree. Mm-hmm. It's like whenever you was in high school, I would tell y'all, God loves using teenagers. You look at David. Mm-hmm. What did David do whenever his brothers and nobody else could do? Look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and, and Daniel. You know, everybody else was bowing, but because they they could stand the test of time, they could stand Look at the little boy that brought the five loaves and the two fish. Mm-hmm. Who else is giving their lunch up? And y'all are still at a young age that y- y'all could set this world on fire for Jesus. If you, and, and I don't know where y'all are, and I don't want to know because that's not my relationship. I ain't died for neither one of y'all. Mm-hmm. And, again, Brian, I just kind of yeah. met you, and I would be here for you just like he is if you ever need any questions or anything. Because there's going to come a day to where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting older, and I might not be able to affect the, your generation. But mm-hmm. your problems will always be the same. You know, yeah. there's always going to be problems. But you can affect your generation in, in the – I, I lost a couple years of my life because of my my crossing and my all, all the crazy things that I did and all those people that I was witnessing to. Then I, I I will never forget. Bartow, are you drunk? I will never forget <laughs> yeah. those words, man. Mm-hmm. And my witness just went right out the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it goes back to the hypocrite. Oh well, uh, you're talking about Jesus, and now we're 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 hitting shots together, you know, kind yeah, of like, yeah. like that. And again, everybody's convictions are different, man. I'm no Holy Spirit. But man, if y'all could just follow the word, man, like just get a glimpse of what what I, what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. I do want to hit on something because I, saw, I heard a quote the other day and it kind of reminded me of what you were talking about. And it was basically, uh, I think it might have been a TikTok, but it was this young adult, <clears throat> for instance, our age, and the the kid goes to the pastor and says, you know, pastor, do I have to quit smoking pot to come, like, to be... I know uh, which one you're to, talking about. Yeah, and he says, do, uh, do I have to quit smoking pot to, you know, be a Christian? And the pastor says, no. And, you know, a lot of Christians, that'll pop their eyes up and be like, what are you talking about? Like, of course you have to stop smoking pot. And he said that basically, like, Jesus... He died for the sinners. He died for the poor and needy, and he put his life out there to be able to, you know, for you to be able to go to heaven. He died and he rose again. And what people don't realize is whenever 
we're all sinful and whenever we're all broken everything and you don't have to have your life together to go try to find Jesus you know Jesus will use that and look at you and you will come broken and you come needy and you come see him and he will take you and he will use you and you will develop more of a need for him wanting to take that away Mm -hmm. and wanting to move to be like him but I saw that quote and I was like that sounds like something John would say then you you won't you won't even want to want to smoke no more because yeah. you're in the, there's nothing like the presence of the Holy Spirit. There's absolutely nothing like it, man. And and it ain't uh, obviously not quoting the Bible or anything, but faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. Mm-hmm. What is the where's the one place that people know that you you would get the Word of God from? Church. Church. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to go to church because yeah. of this person, this person, this person, no, this person, this person, this person didn't die for you. But I could be li- just listening to my kids just just singing out Jira and the Holy Spirit just be like, man, look how I bless you, you know. Yeah. And, and whenever I remember when I was a, a kid, and again I'm going off, I and I would have a bad dream or something. I would take the Bible and I would sleep with it like this, just because somebody told me that whatever was in this thing could take care of all of those things, and I didn't know. And I would sleep like a baby. Now, mm-hmm. if I can't, I can't go to sleep. I will quote. Philippians 4, 6, don't be anxious for anything, and then I'll go read the Bible. You know why? I always hear people say, well, the devil don't want you. No, the devil don't want you reading the word or knowing the word. Mm-hmm. But, man, I do it. It just gives me a peace that surpasses all understanding. You know what the surpasses mm-hmm. all understanding is? You can't even explain it. Yeah. Kind of like how heaven is. You can't even explain it. Why would God create us and our pea little brains can't even imagine the glory and the magnitude of what, what's in heaven? Mm-hmm. But I'm excited to get there. <laughs> I love that passion. Yeah. I'll let you take this last one. I, and I feel like because we, I know we've where, hit on a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I know where the answer is going to kind of go. You know, if you died tomorrow, what would you want people to remember you by? Man, that's a great question. So, uh, Nathan's last year playing football. We have this, um, this guy. It's actually Roger Evans. And he's he's uh, our athletic center is named after Roger Evans. Okay. Roger Evans Athletic Center. It's the REAC. Mm-hmm. Roger Evans was a football coach, and he had cancer. He had pancreatic cancer, and he was as close to Jesus as I've, uh, anybody. Anybody that knows Roger Evans would be like, yeah, that guy. Like when he spoke, it was just like you just glued in. How was it? And this dude was such a warrior for Christ. Like he would coach offensive line and show something. And his cancer port would come out. He'd go to the hospital, get it put it back in, and then come back. Man. He, he, he would lift, puke, and then come lift again. And I remember it was, it was your last year playing football. And we came up with this Roger Evans uh, Award. The Roger Evans Award was a warrior award. Somebody that went through difficulty, went through things, and, and, uh, and, and overcame it and came through it. And Roger Evans, it was December, um, I think December 4th that we had our, our banquet, and we asked him to preach. And I remember earlier that week, I said, man, how's it going? He's like, man, I'm dying. Doctor gave me a couple months, but I probably won't go. Like, I'm sitting here talking to a dead man, and he is as confident as me and you talking right now. And he's like, I'm dying, John. I'm going to die soon. Like, how like do you calm, say that? Like, yeah. Cal- just that I'd be priest, freaking out. That peace that surpasses all understanding. Yeah. So we had we had our banquet like right after the season because we knew his time was short, and he got up there and he was the guest speaker and he talked about finishing strong. Nice. And Nathan got was the first recipient of the Roger Evans Award. 
Well, look at you. Of that. Yeah. And it, it, how I want and and I went to his celebration of life because he had us. Everybody mm-hmm. went. And man, there's this song by Big Daddy Weave. If I could tell you my story, I want it. I want it to. I want you to want it to reflect him. Mm-hmm. And if and in his man, I it, it broke me because he's like they're showing a video, and it shows him turning back and looking, and then he goes around the corner, like like off into the sunset mm-hmm. in the glory. If I could tell you my story, I wanted to look it up. Big yeah. Daddy Weave. Okay. So obviously, man, I want I want people that are not saved to come to my funeral, so that hopefully somebody could present the gospel one last time. Okay. It, you know. Yeah. That would be super cool. Nice. I love it. And this has been. I know this is going to be kind of cliche and hypocritical, but this has been one hell of an episode. Ah. Like, <laughs> like it's been so good. The topics that we've touched, you know. You brought your true self. That's what we ask all of our guests and our future guests. You know, before they agree to come on, I'm going to tell them to check out episode 21. Yeah, I want you, 22, 22. 22 sorry, man. thank yeah. you, thank you for catching that. I remember. And um, you know, I want I'm going to say that I really am because I mm-hmm. I want all of our guests. You know, whether whatever they believe, whatever they do, I don't care. Yeah, I want them to bring their most authentic self on, and you led by example tonight. And I appreciate that, that so much. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. Happy Valentine's Day, my two Valentine's. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say I'm a single guy. Y'all might have gotten in trouble tonight. We would have yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey man, it's all for the glory. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. my man, God's blessed me, and I it could go on and on and on about Courtney and 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 she knew, you know, yeah. she knew our loves in our heart, not on a day. And that's what kind of like my my girlfriend last night. We were talking. Me and Nate here were like. We have an episode tomorrow. It's Valentine's Day. I was the one who brought it up. <laughs> yeah. I said, because I had planned this out, I scheduled John out, not realizing it was Valentine's Day, and I texted him yesterday. I was like, hey, are you still good? Like, even though it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> and I asked Brian, I said, hey, are you still good? I'm a single guy. I'm good. Uh, <laughs> hey, props to her, though. She was very cool with it. She said, you know what? I know you love doing that, and she supports me going after my dreams. Yeah. So she was cool with it tonight. That's what's up. Yes, sir. Right. If y'all want to check out John on, yep. uh, on Instagram or or social media, we'll be following him on the um, that Instagram page. He uh, he posts a lot of inspirational stuff. He'll post stuff all about LCS football, and I'm sure if you ever want to know more about the Word of Christ, you send him a message, and I'm, I'm sure he will contact you and be able to uh, preach into your life a little bit. Absolutely. And that is Rule One Podcast. You can see us on literally anything, TikTok too, YouTube. Check us out, man. Subscribe. And don't forget on YouTube and Spotify, subscribe (laughs) (laughs) subscribe and follow because it helps us with the algorithms. Yeah, good job. Well, we nailed that. Until next Next week. We'll see you guys. Bye, guys. Thank you, John.